Welcome to the Marketing Trust Podcast. I am your host, Adam Buchanan. I believe trust must exist before a transaction can take place. I give marketers the tools they need to infuse more trust in their marketing to help grow their business. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode five of the Marketing Trust Podcast. This is your host, Adam Buchanan, coming to you live from cold but a little snowy uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. And joining me today is my good friend and guest, Scott Trepanier. He is the Global Director of Brand Communications at Columbia Sportswear. Scott, how are you doing? I am doing fantastic, Adam. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to, to join the podcast here. Yeah, thank you. And and for those just joining us, uh, or you're, if you're new to the podcast, definitely check out episode one. It gives you a little introduction of what the Marketing Trust is all about. In short, we're all about infusing more trust with your customers to grow your business. And it's fun to have Scott on the podcast. Me and Scott go way back. Scott, do you remember the first time we met? Um, yes, I do. I think it was fly fishing in uh, northern New Mexico. <laughs> I was thinking about this. I'm like, okay, I'm going to test Scott, and I'm going to see if his version of the first time we met is is the same as my version, which matches. That is that is what I believe is the first that's time the, that we met. Nice when the memories uh, don't conflict. So that's a that's a good start. That's right. I was uh, I was a gear writer. I was writing product reviews for outdoor gear and connected with Scott. And uh, he was on tour, going through Colorado, New Mexico. And he's like, "Hey, I'm stopping in. Would you like to meet up?" I was like, "Well, how would you like to go fly fishing on the quality waters uh, just below Navajo Lake, San Juan River?" Just high. I mean, we caught some big fish that day. Do you remember that? I remember. Yes, I remember the water was just ridiculously cold. Um, and, and typically I'm a terrible, terrible fly fisher. Uh, but yeah, we got on some fish that day. It was, it was a good one. Yeah, that's right. And it was funny. That's kind of how our relationship started. So if I could start every good friendship with a day on the river, I, I think I'd be in good shape. But uh, yeah, me and Scott go way back. Scott was my boss actually at Columbia Sportswear where I worked there many years ago. And it's been fun to stay connected. It's been a pleasure. And uh, yeah, I agreed. I think uh, that, that should be mandatory to start every relationship with a day fishing. Hard to go down there. There we go. And, and I think if we, my wife is a bit crafty. I wonder if she could stitch that on a pillow and uh, we could maybe give away a few of those. So if anyone's listening and wants a pillow with what, what that phrase was, every relationship you started on the river fly fishing, let me know. I'll see if I can uh, convince my wife to make that. And we'll get a few of those pillows made. So send me an email, as always, adam at adamcbuchanan.com. Subject line, pillow. And we'll see what I can do for you. Okay, moving on. Uh, Scott, thanks for being part of the episode today. As you know, this is all about trust. And Columbia Sportswear has done a very, very good job at that. And so I thought we'd kick things off with, give us just a state of the union with Columbia, the brand, Talk about the history. I, I think it's really important that we just talk about being true to oneself, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, Columbia, we're coming up on our 80th anniversary this year. Oh, my uh, gosh. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty incredible. Um, and, and I think when you, when you, within 80 years, you have a, a good opportunity to figure out what works and what doesn't. Um, and, and typically, a, a company that repeats too many mistakes over an 80-year history 
uh, won't, won't make it that long. So I think, um, you know, we have a lot of history to draw upon um, that helps guide our decisions. Um, but when, I, when I'm kind of introducing anyone to Columbia for the first time, um, you know, I start with two things. I, I start with the family and I start with uh, the place um, because those are two things that I think really make the brand what it is today and define what our brand truth is. Um, so if you're familiar with Columbia, it was, it was started by uh, the Boyle family, which is still very much involved uh, in business today. Uh, Gert Boyle, who's 93 years old and, and is the, still coming in every day, uh, escaped Nazi Germany um, with, her, with her parents and traveled to Portland, where they started a hat company, camp company in 1938. Um, eventually, that, that company evolved into Columbia Sportswear Company. Uh, Gert's husband, Neil, died unexpectedly of a, a heart attack, and Gert, who had had no business experience, came in and take, took over the company. Uh, pulled her son Tim out of uh, out of college. He was studying to be a journalist. Tim's now our, our CEO. And over the you know the subsequent you know, 20, 30 years, went from a company that was basically bankrupt, uh, you know, to a to a company that's you know, two and a half billion dollars in sales today. Um, so I, I think the family um, attitude and fortitude and, and kind of the uh, spirit of just getting stuff done. Uh, is really um, is really key to who we are as a company. Secondly, is secondly is the place. I mean, um, we're in we're in Portland, Oregon, and uh, if anyone's been in this part of the country, it's stunning. It's beautiful. We have you know we're an hour from the beach. We're an hour from snow in the mountains. Uh, but unlike California, it's not as sunny and beautiful. Um, we have really really awful weather most of the time. So if you're going to get out and enjoy that weather, you got to have good gear. So I think that's inspired a lot of the, uh, you know, the central need for product. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you have such a great backyard that really supports what your product proposition is. You're not in some, you know, sunny, uh, calm place in the world. You're you're in a very diverse, uh, climatized area. Going back to Gert Boyle just for a minute, I just want to take a moment. I met her when I worked at Columbia and the tenacity of that woman is unbelievable. She is one of the most determined people and hardest workers that I've ever met. And you could just feel it. I mean, just a quick five minute conversation with her. She is so impressive and a very humbled and honored to have met her. And her book is awesome. Uh, One Tough Mother is is the book. And and if you meet her, she will ask you, won't she, if, if you've read the book, right, Scott? Well, that's the first thing. You, if, if you meet Gert, you better be on point um, because uh, she has high expectations. And uh, yeah, she wants to know if you've read her book. And, that's right. Uh, he will quiz you. <laughs> that's right. And she did. She quizzed me. And I, I believe I passed. Uh, I, I'm you know, still healthy. And so, uh, I don't know. I'll check in with her today and see if that's right. Yes. Well, thank you for that overview of, of the history of Columbia. It's, it's just comes with such a long history. It's, it's very impressive. And you've seen so many different trends, uh, over the industry for a long time. What are, what are some trends that stick out to you, Scott, whether it be during your time there or before your time that have impacted what you're doing today? Well, I, I think, you know, the trends of, uh, I think the trends that lead to success have always been the same, and that's about focusing on your customer. 
I think what's changed is is how you focus on your customer and and you know, the level of um, research and diligence and effort it takes to really understand your customer at scale. So you know the reason why Columbia was successful in the early days when it was you know primarily a hunting and fishing company was because they were getting out there talking to sales reps, talking to customers, and asking what features they needed. Um, uh, you know, I think one of the first innovations, product innovations out of the company was a fishing vest. Gert, you know, sewed this for her, her for her son and her family who needed um, a way to, to hold fly boxes and, and uh, uh, while they were out fly fishing and to easily adapt. And so that that was what listening to your customer customer meant back in the early days of the company. Um, now it's it's obviously a lot more complex. Uh, you know, we have customers around the globe um, that are different, have different expectations. Um, uh, but still, I think success comes back to the same thing, uh, understanding what they want, what they think of your brand and, and, and what they're expecting you to deliver. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is, you know, we talk about crowdsourcing a lot and how that builds trust with a consumer and with your audience. And, and truthfully, Columbia was one of the pioneers in crowdsourcing. I think the story of with the fishing vest is actually one of my favorites, but they were sitting around, I believe it was a kitchen table with a lot of the friends of the, of the family, avid fishermen. And they said, yeah, if I could just have this thing that could hold my rod, you know, while I'm tying a fly or whatnot, and I've used that, that flap and it's famous by Columbia and it was developed by Gert. And I just think that's so important as we think, how do we build trust with our consumers as we listen to them and we actively ask them and we follow through. We don't just stop there and say, well, we asked and, you know, but it's not going to work out this this quarter and we're not going to be able to implement what, what they want. But, you know, we asked. That's that's not even halfway there. You know, you've got to follow through and that's absolutely what Columbia has done. Yeah, and I think it's interesting. You mentioned that that rod holder, and that's really a, a great symbol of listening to your customer because you know, that's now the iconic element of all of our fishing apparel is that is that branded rod holder on our shirts and, and, and fishing jackets. And the funny thing is most people these days don't even know what it is. <laughs> they, they just know that that stands for, like, that's a real fishing shirt. And that's kind of what they've come to expect. And that's, you know, all the, you know, as a result of listening to our customers. Yeah. And, and that's something that admittedly, I did not know what it was for a very long time, even when I was, when I was working there, but I, I learned quickly for those who don't fish, this is a Velcro strap that's sits above about the right side of your chest near the, the center buttons. And what it is, it's just a flap that you can actually put your fishing rod in while you maybe tie a fly or fix your line or whatever it may be. It's highly convenient and something that a lot of fishermen have pointed out over, over the years and early on. So it's a, it's a pretty neat thing that, uh, you know, the consumers had recommended and Columbia followed through. So when it comes to consumer insights, Scott, what are some things that recently you've done where, you know, you're, giving consumers what they, what they want. And I think one thing that Columbia has done very well is with their avid ad approach, you know, early days of the nineties showing a lot of interesting advertising that really broke the mold. What are things that you're doing with your content now? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it, it all starts with um, these days, you know, consumer insights is largely about data. So it, it's getting out, understanding who our customers are in, in each market where we operate 
um, understanding really what they're looking for, what um, expectations they have for us. And then it's diving into data on, you know, how are they currently engaging with, with what we're putting out there, whether it's our website, uh, in our stores, um, in our, you know, in our social uh, content. And I think, we, you know, we've come to some pretty clear, um, you know, we've developed a more, more of a clear perspective on what our customers are looking for really in the past several years as, as customer trends have changed. Um, I think an interesting thing about, you know, Columbia really built its reputation and, and saw this explosive growth um, through traditional marketing, um, TV spots and commercials, which Gert Boyle and, and Tim Boyle started. Uh, those are those were our, our, our iconic TV commercials that, especially in the Northwest, still a lot of people remember. Um, and that's what put Columbia on the map. Um, but I think when you do something like that, you also... Um, you have to figure out how to evolve and, and change with the times. And that's something we've been focused on really in the past three years is, is, is how do we embrace the truth and the elements that made those TV and print ads iconic and, and bring that same spirit and energy um, to what our customers are demanding today. Yeah, I think one of my favorite, one of those old vintage ads is, well, they're vintage now, you know, because they're in the 90s, you know, so all the cool kids yeah. call that vintage, right? <laughs> uh, so one of my favorite ads was, I believe Tim was on the rack on the top of the car and Gert was driving and she was doing all these, you know, crazy stunts and driving through car washes. And of course he's wearing a Columbia jacket and that's how they're testing out the product. But it was just, it was, it was funny, but it was also kind of like, you know, gear guys, you know, people who are really into their gear, really into making sure it's, you know, can withstand the elements I think it really spoke to them and it really kind of helped. It was funny and it was kitschy, but it also was a great illustration of, Hey, we're, we're serious about our testing, you know, but we're also a fun company and we have an interesting culture, which you can get to know. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the truth of the, those spots, which we've tried to, to pull forward is that, you know, at the end of the day, we, we are testing our gear. Um, it is a, those, those aren't just characters in our, in our TV spots. Those are, those are, you know, real, that's the real family and the real business leads making some of these decisions and, and testing this gear. They, they have a stake in success. And yeah, to your point, you know, we're going to, we're going to take our gear seriously, but maybe take ourselves a little less so. Um, and, and those are all things we've, we've kind of pulled forward to today's, uh, today's marketing. Yeah. And I think that's a good takeaway for listeners as well, as you're trying to find ways to reach your customer, you know, Facebook is changing. So many things are changing. Now there's this new social network called Vero. It it just never ends. But one thing that, that stays true is your message and your approach. And and that's one thing I really want to drive home here of what Columbia is doing well is understanding who they are, understanding who their customer is and what their customer wants and, and making those two things meet, which I believe, you know, it probably didn't take you 80 years, but you've accomplished. And, and I think that's something to be excited about because now no matter what happens with Facebook, no matter what happens with any social network or anything, you're, you're always going to pivot a little bit here and there, but you have such a strong foundation and, and building upon that trust. I think that's so important to take away here. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And, and to your point, uh, you know, if you're chasing platforms, um, <laughs> good good luck. Um, I mean, you really got to start with the story first and, and that brand truth. And, and we have, I have the benefit of being able to work with a company that's been around for long enough that we're not admitting it from scratch. Um, yeah. 
And so let's talk about, you know, what's happening now. What can people look forward to? There's, there's been so many different things I've kind of watched, you know, over the last few months and last few years, been really impressed with the content from Columbia. You've kind of talked about, we talked about this previously was there's this always on approach. Can you kind of talk about that and a shift from maybe what your previous approach was? Yes. I, I think most, you know, not unlike a lot of traditional marketers, um, you know, in the past, our, our campaigns really pivoted off well, this tip, typical campaign model, which was, um, you know, tried and true. You, you, you blast the market for a set period of time through all of your channels and, and try to get your message out, uh, you know, push methodology as, 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 as loud as possible. Um, and, you know, a lot of traditional marketing channels involved with this, including social. Um, I think what's really changed is, is the duration. Um, you know, you know, it wasn't uncommon for us to have a two to three month window where we would, you know, just really make a big effort and then we might go quiet for, for three months at a time. And I think, um, you know, clearly that's not how consumers are interacting with each other and with brands these days. They're, they're consuming, consuming, consuming. They want to they wanna hear from you 24-7. Um, and it's also a bit of a data issue. You know, when you, if, if you, if you're increasingly a digitally led marketer and, you know, you have this breakdown in, in, uh, tracking for months at a time, your marketing just isn't as effective. Um, so we, you know, we made a pretty big uh, turn here you know, a couple of years ago, really to, to take what you're saying as an always on strategy and, and say, Hey, how can we, you know, without spending all the money in the world, um, you know, try to try to shift to what we're, where we're putting out more content more frequently um, and at a high production quality and really customized to, you know, to what our audiences care about. Um, that's what we've been doing. Yeah. And, and to kind of bring people up to speed, and you, most business owners and marketers can feel the pains of seasonal campaigns. For Columbia, it's based around, truthfully, weather. You know, winter comes, people are going skiing, summer comes, they need something breathable, they need something that they can go out and run in. So really, you know, historically, it, it's been based around, you know, summer and winter months. And in you shift ad dollars, uh, Q4, it's pretty common retail and brand strategy. I think one thing that people need to consider, and for those listening, is if you're not an always-on approach, don't think that it's going to cost you a lot of money to always be on. And it sounds like that's kind of what you're saying. It's just being more efficient with your dollars, being more efficient with your content approach. Yeah. And I, I think the, you know, the real win for marketers here is that, you know, production prices have come down incredibly. Um, you know, it's, it's much, it's much easier to produce video these days. Um, I would say consumer expectation of video has changed Meaning, you know, there's definitely some benefit to being less polished. Um, uh, you know, some of our best performing content is stuff that, you know, isn't, it isn't, you know, first person necessarily on a cell phone, um, but it doesn't have to be, you know, a million dollar production either. Um, you know, I think there's a really nice sweet spot for, for content producers these days, um, uh, which is you know, it's efficient and it's well received by our, you know, consumers. Yeah. In, in terms of content creation, you've done ambassador efforts over the last few years. Talk about how that's evolved and how that's maybe contributed to your content program overall. That was, that was actually a question that came from a listener, John, who asks, you know, what are the learnings and successes you've had 
from having those ambassador programs? Yeah, I mean, I think the most successful, and I guess we can call it an ambassador program, was um, a program called Directors of Toughness. Um, and Directors of Toughness was set out, uh, basically, if you think about uh, the Gert and Tim model, our old, our old TV spots, Gert used to test products on Tim. Um, so same type of mentality there. Um, we hired two actual people. Their job titles were Directors of Toughness, and we um, you know, they had to they had to do job interviews and applications and tax forms and all this stuff of a normal job application. Uh, but then their official job was to travel the world testing gear. Um, and every you know thirty days, we would docu- document you know a new adventure where they uh, you know, traveled the world and, and did that. And and we ran that for two seasons. Um, and not only did we have a lot of success with just episodic content, you know. Getting, our customers bought into the lives of these characters and their adventures. Um, uh, we just learned a lot about how to effectively produce stuff and, and think of ourselves more of a, you know, inter- almost an entertainment company as, as opposed to, uh, you know, typical marketers. Yeah. I remember uh, at outdoor retailer, outdoor retailer is a, you know, the trade show for outdoor companies. They Columbia had activated there and offered for people to interview